woman, baby, but life goes on. But I won't doubt you. Try not to cry too much. <laughs> I see you again, son. If I should die from this rap shit. On a plane to a show for the masses The media will say it's oh so tragic A king lost shed tears for my passing Remember I was happy here, that's what I'm asking When I was with you, yeah, you always kept me laughing Forgive me for the plans that we never made And all the things I wish I could but I'd never say I hope God overlooked the days I never prayed And embrace a son lost if I'm never saved And even though it be far, far before my time I could say I live life With no bitches and an opinion, and I've been wildin' for respect. I don't know why, but that was kind of funny for me. But uh, damn, what's up, folks? What is up, folk? And, uh, hey, welcome to the motherfucking podcast, man, where a young nigga might fuck around and speak on some shit. You feel me? Uh, one time for my wireless. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you might be, whoever the fuck you might be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Peace to you. For real. Uh, you know, I'm just going to get right into it. Like I tell y'all every week, uh, this ain't going to be a long one, you know. You know, now that when I say that, I feel like, I don't know, it, you know, who knows where things supposed to be. But just because of the fact that I say that, and I say it with so much conviction, like every time I say it, I, I never not believe that, you know, it's not going to be a, a long one. Every time I say that, I, I'm like, all right, yeah, this should be... 30, 35 minute podcast, something like that, you know, and that's normally what it is. And then that's normally not what it is, you know, but when I say that or what I just said, it makes me think of, you know, being a preacher. <laughs> Cause them niggas is always, yeah, and this ain't going to be a, yeah, well, I hope not. I hope not, bro. I really do. Cause I'm trying to get the fuck up out of here, nigga. On my mama. But, um. Yeah, man, that fucking uh, that fucking big crit, that big crit. If I should die, that's really uh, that's really a jam, bro. I'm mad that like these are times when I uh, when I wish that like I was like like I really had like a radio show or something because I want to let that ride. Like it was it was mad disrespectful of me to not let that song play the whole entire time, but I feel like don't nobody want to hear you know that song or whole song for two minutes or whatever the fuck you know like this is a podcast this isn't a radio show um 
but yeah, that that was a classic song, and you know. And before I get into the shit I'm gonna get into today, uh, I was driving. I was driving to work. I was driving to work, and uh, I'm listening to the. Uh, I'm listening to uh, homegrown, homegrown radio. I just started. I just started like listening to them uh, for whatever reason uh, this week. Yeah, I've I've went back and checked out you know a handful of episodes with uh, DJ Head and uh, Chuck Dizzle. Shout out them niggas. And, uh, you know, but they were talking about, um, they were talking about, you know, being influenced in music. I think they were talking about, uh, when Glasses Malone said something about Drake. I think it was Glasses Malone that said that. Was it Glasses? No, it was, it was, uh, Fat Joe. Fat Joe who said it. Uh, that Drake is the MJ of this era and this and that shit, you know. And, uh, Anyway, they was just like, yeah, I, I don't know because, you know, I was maybe too young for that and this and that shit. But at the same time, they can still know how MJ was, you know. But anyways, they were just talking about uh, or, or Chuck Dizzle was, was talking about, like, you know, your formative years of being influenced by uh, being influenced by music and shit like that. And he was saying, like, you know, from the ages of 12 to, you know, 12 to maybe 21, you know, that's like, those are like, you know, your formative years of, you know, self-development, character development and shit like that and the things you gravitate to and what influence you and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and I and I think about it, I, I'm not, well, I don't think about it all the time, but it is something I think about, you know, of like what how things might be, you know, uh, if I was 17, 18, and instead of Cuddy and Cole, it was, I don't know, it was fucking, um, it was fucking Uzi and Youngboy or Drake now, J. Cole now, Tyler the Creator now, Kendrick Lamar now, all these guys now. You know what I'm saying? If I was 18, this and that, you know, uh, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, so I was coming up on, on, on crit, like, just my influence. It's 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 those guys, bro. It's fucking those guys. But um, anyways, anyways, uh, there was a reason why I chose that song. There was a reason why I, I, I chose to open up that song. You know, I was listening to the JBP. I was listening to the uh, to the JBP the other day, and they was just talking about you know the energy in in rap right now and, and surrounding hip hop and shit. And uh, I was like, "Yo, I feel them," you know, like what the fuck, bro? This shit is eerie, my nigga. Like, rest in peace, King Von. First, nah, rest rest in peace, any nigga from hip hop that got slayed. That's man or woman. Anybody that just lost a life in hip hop, whether it was to violence or whether it was just some freak shit, just not whatever the case, like just rest in peace. Anybody that that is no longer uh, here with us, especially in the hip hop community. But uh, but for, for niggas is, you know. That's getting taken up out of here off that off that rah rah is crazy, bro. Like, again, rest in peace, King Von. Uh, I never listened to his music. I don't. I don't even know if I was really even familiar with the with the guy. Honestly, much uh, not too long prior before he got he got killed. Um, you know, uh, 
I think the the first time I, I the and it's crazy because the first time I heard him, first time I ever heard uh King Von rap was literally like I don't know three weeks ago, some shit like that, maybe maybe about a month ago, uh when I got on Sada Baby, Sada Baby and King Von got a song together, and I was like, oh okay, because I had heard the name, so I'm not gonna say I wasn't familiar with I wasn't familiar with who Bro was. You know what I'm saying? What he looked like, anything. I just heard the name here and there, King Vaughn, you know. Uh, so when I heard so when I finally heard him rap and shit and shit, I was like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense of why I've been hearing his name and shit. All same with Sada Baby, you know. Um, so yeah, man, like him getting, you know, him getting uh gunned down, getting killed, uh that guy uh Mo three, I definitely uh didn't listen to him. Or, or, or I don't think I wasn't sure, too sure who he was either, you know. Um, but to, you, damn, to see him get popped like that and this and that shit, you know. And it's crazy to think because, you know, then my nigga Boosie, a couple days later, he get shot in the leg going to, I think, going to the, to the guy's funeral and stuff like that, you know. And uh, apparently that was his artist, his artists and shit like that. And, and it was wild because I was just watching. I was just watching his Vlad, uh, his Vlad uh, TV interview. Maybe a couple days prior to the news of him getting shot, and he was just talking about like how rap is like such a dangerous job, and blase blase, and waze wa, and I felt him. You know, I, I felt him on that shit. And then you see Benny getting shot and this and that you know but the crazy thing is or i'm not gonna say the crazy thing is but while i was listening to the jbp i'm laying in my bed about to go to sleep and just got off work or some shit like that uh i smoked so i'm listening to this podcast and it is just putting a real 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 damper on my mood man like it was just fucking me all up like I was, I was just, I ain't even gonna say I was too high for the podcast. I was just high, bro. And it was just too much. But as I'm listening to it though, as I'm listening to, you know, Joe talk about everything that's going on and all this and that, it made me think of this old fucking, um, it made me think of this old brilliant idiots, uh, podcast episode. Uh, it the shit's not. It's not even on their new. It's not even on like their their Apple feed anymore. It's not on SoundCloud. Like I had to find. I had to find that shit on YouTube, and I think it only had like. I think that shit had like less than a thousand views or some shit like that. You know. But as I'm listening to it, it just it just made the the JBP. It just made me think about like. This one thing that Raw said, and and ever since I heard, ever since the first time I listened to that to that uh, episode, and I think it dropped maybe three years ago or some shit like that, twenty seventeen. Ever since I heard Raw say this shit, like it made me think about rap and shit like that different, you know. Um. So yeah, here's the clip right here. Check it out. We gotta be ready to be independent. You gotta be ready to support. Um, you know the ones that's standing next to you. This ain't the time for the fuck shit. Nigga, if you scared to die, you in the wrong era. You right? Because <laughs> it can happen at any motherfucking moment. Damn right. And the motherfucker going to hold it over your head if you ain't ready. So go ahead and accept the terms you at, what's going on and what it is, and and just, you know, 
man up. Let's go make it happen. I will never forget. I will never forget. I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure I was probably driving back from my grandparents' house. I feel like I was probably driving back from my grandparents' house. Or maybe I was driving back because it was 2017. It was 2017. I think the episode might have dropped in. Or I think on, on YouTube I seen that it was like September or something. That was just the upload. So I don't really know when it dropped. Um, But I remember just hearing what Ross was saying. Like when he said that shit of like, you know, if you scared to die, this is the wrong era to be in. I remember that shit just hitting like that shit was potent to me, man. That shit was so, so fucking potent to me, man. And and ever since I've heard that shit, you know, it's always made me think about it's always made me think about rap and whatnot. And uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, hold we're up. back. I'll Jesus be right back. Christ. It's going to take me forever to put these fucking videos together. This is the second time I had to start that shit. Because I'm like, damn, where was I going with that? Uh, but now I remember, though. Now I remember. So, yeah, I'm talking about Ross, this and that shit. Uh, but what it made me think of, what it made me think of when I heard that shit is uh, I can remember having this conversation with my cousin. My cousin Scoot way back. And I feel like I've probably told this story uh, to a degree before. Uh, but I, can, I remember us sitting on the front porch in my crib. This man, we were just talking, and I was, I don't know how old, I, I don't know, 18, 19, some shit like that, maybe. Um, and we were just talking and shit like that, and I remember saying to him, you know, of like, I can remember not having that feeling. When I heard Ross say that in 2017, it made me do a lot of reflection, a lot of reflecting. Made me think about, hmm. Well, is this for you? Is this you? Do Is this what you're cut out for? Do you think you're built for? You know, it just made me do a lot of thinking in 2017. In 2010, 2011, I would have heard that and would have been like, hell yeah, my nigga Ross is talking that shit, which he still is, but... I would have been, I would have championed, I would have championed what Ross said. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I, that's how I was feeling. I remember telling Scoop, like, you know, like, I can't, I can't fuck with, I can't fuck with niggas that ain't, that ain't ready to die for it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or that just going to be bitching up. You know what I'm saying? I can't fuck with niggas that be bitching up about the shit. Like, nah, like, I'm like, you know, if we finna go rob a bank, or do some fuck shit you know what i'm saying like nah it's cool it's cool for us to maybe acknowledge what could go wrong or maybe even acknowledge the fact that you know like even still in this position right in this very moment like we shook we a little nervous of whatever the fuck is about to go down but when we pull up nigga i'm stepping out the car you better step the fuck out the car if I even think that you might not step out the car, I can't fuck with you because I know where I'm going. I know what I want. 
And I know what it's worth to me. That's my life, bro. That's my life. And I ain't mad at you. If you not on that wave, how could I be? I just know where I, I just know how I got to handle you. I just know where I got to put you. I can't fuck with you to a degree, depending on what it is. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. I can't do it. And uh, and I remember that shit, man. I remember that shit. And I remember truly feeling that, truly believing that of just like, this is where I'm at, 100% with it. I'm ready to go. And these days, bro, you look around and just see motherfuckers getting popped at, motherfuckers getting robbed left and right. I, shit, man, rest in peace, pop smoke. Like, niggas be out here plotting, bro. Motherfuckers be out here plotting and hating. I don't know what it is with this era, but niggas is about it. Whatever that might be, whether it's the clout, whether it's because niggas is hungry and just want it or niggas is just stupid, whatever the case may be, it just seems like motherfuckers don't give a shit now. You know what I'm saying? It seems like motherfuckers do not be giving a shit whatsoever. And it's just like, it, it it's, uh, yeah, man, it, it's really made me, uh, it really does. It really has made me second guess. You know what I'm saying? It, well, maybe not necessarily second guess, but, you know, because I, I want to say when Ross was saying that, that wasn't too far, too, too, too far after when his car got shot up and this and that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he was for sure speaking from like experience of like, hey, you got to be ready. Cause niggas is coming for you, you know. So yeah, man, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it it it's wild, you know, and it makes me uh. So now you know, to 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 kind of transition to 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 kind of transition, you know. Uh, I I was and it's funny just how this whole little episode. I I literally only have three things to talk about, right? But as I'm looking at it. As I'm looking at it for my notes, for my notes, like I'll have like a long paragraph, like whatever the thought was, I'll just type out the whole fucking thought. Like sometimes I'll try to keep it abbreviated or whatever, but like this one right here, like it's just a whole fucking, you feel me? Like that, that's, hold up. That, that's three top. That's three topics. Now, granted, that ain't nothing crazy right there. Now that I just did the little swipe, it was. It looked like it was right there, but still, like <laughs> instead of bullet points, it was paragraphs. But anyways, I digress. I uh, I'm laying in bed. I'm laying in bed today, and uh, and uh, I don't know what the fuck made me think about it. I don't know what. I was watching. Oh, I know what it was. I think it was a tweet. It was a tweet that I that I had made. And I was just talking about, you know, the same thing I've been talking about a few times before. You know, about, you know, life is literally based off two things. Just two things. Do you believe 
or don't you believe or do you not whatever you know you either believe it or you don't believe it that's all life is based off of literally just those just those two things just those two things completely dictate your path in life not your entire path but as you move forward you know what i'm saying but still it's your path and uh so i'm like yo you know it's crazy to think over this past decade you know here we are here we are in 2020 you know what i'm saying like here we are in 2020 you know i can remember dropping my first mixtape in 2010, 32 sheets in a lighter. Shout out Wiz Khalifa. Obviously, Cushion Orange Juice was popping right. <laughs> like, clearly, that's the inspiration from that title. And I always thought that shit was hard as fuck, too. 32 sheets in a lighter. I always thought that was a hard-ass fucking uh, uh, mixtape name. But anyways, um, I can remember dropping that tape. What was it? Maybe 12 tracks? Some shit like that? 10, 12 tracks? Something like that? Came back a month later. Month later. Dropped He's a Bad Man. That shit was what? 22 tracks? 22, 25? Somebody go on that piff right quick. Look up Mojo. Look up Mojo. Pretty sure the cover art has something to do with like a skull or some shit like that uh all freestyles and shit like 20 you know what i'm saying record the whole shit in one night lock my sister in her room from 3 to 11 she finally came out when i finally finished the last song she was like i can't do it no more i'm like don't even trip i'm done you know what i'm saying i can remember throwing a listening party it was a party at the crib i think i might have been for my birthday or some shit like that uh And then I, you know, I was like, yeah, it's going to be a birthday and a listening party. Election year. Again, like 20-some tracks. That was the first tape. That was the first tape that I started rapping on original beats. The first two mixtapes that I dropped in 2010, all freestyles. It could have been anything. Some Outkast, some fucking Dipset. Ain't no talent who was on the beat. You know what I'm saying? I remember that shit. Pretty sure I dropped maybe another one not too not too soon after that. Maybe a month or maybe a month or so late. Like I just remember just writing all the time. It's like I couldn't get my fucking mind off of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like everything about everything just about my life at that point. It was it was crazy. It was absolutely insane how much you know what I'm saying? How much of my life was just dictated around rap. Obsessed with rap. Now, I say all that to say. I said all that to say of, of just the fact of like. Because of that. Because of that. Because of all that writing. All that rapping. This and that shit. Actually, before I even dropped the mixtapes. Oh. Uh, I moved to Houston. I'm watching TV. I seen a dot on the map that looked like it was close to Houston. 
It happened to be in Houston. At this point, I now know that my mother lives in Houston. I'm finna go move with my mom's. I'm finna go live with my mama. I haven't lived with my mom since I was fucking two years old. I'm finna go live with my mom and pursue this rap shit. Because Houston is a much bigger market than Roanoke. I can get my shit popping. Like, this is 2000, This is 2010, 2011. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it, it's crazy because it's very similar to now. But at the same time, it's a world different, though. Like, it's a world different. But it's crazy at, like, the fundamentals were still the same, though. You know, the fundamentals of the internet and, you know, independence and all that, like, it was still the same, but totally fucking different. Why? Because Twitter, IG, all that shit was not what it was today. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if SoundCloud was out then in 2011. Um, Shit, Spotify wasn't even out in 2011. I remember thinking Spotify was the illest shit ever playing fucking uh, Nightmare on Fig. Me and my nigga Ace. Me and my nigga AC, me and my nigga AC used to be playing Nightmare on Fig uh, by Schoolboy Q and motherfucking uh, Mercy. We used to, nigga, we used to run that shit up. I used to go to his crib in Rafford. We used to run that shit up literally just around the clock, around the clock, man, like for like, I don't know, it was maybe like a good month or so. <laughs> it was like a good month or so every time I came down that bitch. We be banging that song. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, 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 I'm getting all sidetracked and shit. But I moved to Houston. I leave Houston. I join the military because I'm trying to get to New York again off the rap. My favorite rapper is in fucking New York. J. Cole. The nigga that fucked around and got me to pick up the pen again. Is in New York. Kid Cudi. When did I first start rapping? Ain't no telling. Probably at six. That was a joke. Uh, But I think maybe ninth grade, I think. That's when it was. First time I ever, um, Jesus Christ. The first time I ever rapped, I think it, it might have been like ninth grade. Um, But yeah, man. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One second. One second. One second. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, it was probably like ninth grade or some shit like that when I first started rapping. And uh, then I stopped, you know what I'm saying, for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Just stopped rapping. Uh, then I fucking got back into it, 2010. Uh, and I stuck with it. So... But it was Cuddy the reason why I got back into it. That's what I was trying to get back to. Jesus. That that, that really Oh, that's let me just say something right quick. It sucks recording at the at, at work. But the wild part is because I've been working fucking overnights low key since like 2014. I'd probably say since 2014 all of my employment 75% of my employment since 2014 has been overnights. So I say all that to say, you know, I'm recording at work. I'm a little distracted, but this is when I feel the most up to do a fucking podcast, honestly. 
Um, so anyways, 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 anyways. I end up joining the military. All off the rap. Trying to get to New York. Join the military. <laughs> And this is what I put in the tweet. Like, you know, it's just crazy to think about the experiences, the people that I've met purely, purely off just the idea that I could be a rapper. So many experiences and all this and that that didn't even have anything to do with music rap whatsoever. But they happened all because of the simple fact that I had an idea that I wanted to be a rapper. Hmm. Case in point. Case in point. Uh, I could say, episode five, I can't poke on white wives. All because I wanted to be a rapper. If I would have stayed in Roanoke, I don't know if that would have happened. Why? Because I was still in Roanoke, which means I was known. I was familiar, which means... There was a way for me to fall into some pussy. When I got the motherfucking moody, I wasn't getting no ass. I wasn't getting no pussy. That's how I came across this shit. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where, who, what, how. I got the idea to get on Craigslist about some shit, or maybe it was just I've always seen it. Just being on Craigslist and stuff, looking at cars and shit, whatever the fucking reason, you know? But I don't know, but I can attribute that. I can attribute I can attribute that because I wanted to be a rapper. That's how I even got to Georgia. I literally got to live in Korea. For a whole entire year. Because I had an idea that I wanted to be a rapper. Homies. My nigga Keon. Right on the other side of town. Down here in LBC. Been knowing him for going on six years now. All off the idea because I want to be a rapper. My nigga Sam. My nigga Noon. OG, Lee, I mean, Rice, any of my nigga, my nigga, Dwaze, my OG, Sergeant Smith, you know what I'm saying? All because I wanted to be a rapper. Los Angeles, California, right now. Again, because I wanted to be a rapper. Now, I know that that was a long-ass redundant explanation or what's the word? I don't know. But I say all that to say I can understand. Hold up. I need to spit. I understand how motherfuckers feel like they've lost their identities in self like that because 
certain things may transpire. Think about the movie. Uh, think about the movie Friday Night Lights. Booby Miles. Absolutely distraught when he tore his ACL. Why? Because his whole entire life was identified as a football player, surrounded by the idea of being a football player. And now all of a sudden, that doesn't necessarily seem to be what's going to happen. You know? Fucking Ronda Rousey goes into that fucking depression or whatever. Didn't want to show her face and shit anymore. After getting her ass whooped by fucking Holly Holmes. She steps away. Fucking, I want to say that nigga like Bugler, you know, what's his name? Buster Douglas or some shit like that. You know, after getting his ass whooped by fucking, uh, was it Holyfield or was it the the other nigga? What was the other nigga's name? Lennox Lewis. It might have been Lennox Lewis. And this and that, you know? Uh, so it makes me, it makes me think about my current outlook on music and shit. Because I tell people all the time, I don't understand how this shit always comes up short. I tell people all the time that, you know, I remember what it felt like. Again, I remember what it felt like to be obsessed with this rap shit. I have not been obsessed with rap probably since 20... I don't know. I'll give it 2016. I'll give it 2016. I'll give it 2016 going into 2017, some shit like that. I just haven't been obsessed with it, you know? And, but it's a very weird feeling though, you know? It's a very, very weird feeling because when I said all that earlier about like all of this because of the idea of, that I could be a rapper, moving from Roanoke, going to Houston, going to Georgia, going to whatever, meeting all this and that. It, what I'm really saying is, and what I, and what I acknowledge, or or I can remember always being super grateful for, was that passion. I. Till this that that is that is something that yeah I can't I can't even fucking begin to you know undermine what that did for a young nigga. Like God, God truly, truly <laughs> I ain't gonna say I'm gonna get emotional right now, but I feel like I can almost feel it. I feel like I can almost feel it kind of like coming from the gut to get to the back of my eyes right now because it's like, bro, that shit was from out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was literally from out of nowhere. Just this fucking burning fucking desire 
this burning fucking desire to just rap, to be on, to, you know what I'm saying, to want to be on motherfucking Nardward, you know what I'm saying, and fucking like, like, yeah, it's Charlemagne, and it's fucking all this and that, but I can remember in 2000. 10 and 11 and 12 like i was like you know who i really want to fucking holler at though like you know who would really feel cool like damn for whatever reason fucking rosenberg fucking peter rosenberg you know what i'm saying like that though it used to be little things like that that was just like that just not necessarily was the motivation it was just already encompassed just encompassing the idea of being again a rapper and it was just off of pure passion. Like, it, it, I was blessed. I was blessed to get that. So to fast forward 10 years later and not have that, but be away from home or just simply be in the position that I'm in now, and I don't have that, it it's weird. It's and it's scary. If anything, if anything, it, it, it I, I'd probably say it scares the shit out of me the most, you know? Because I think about when I'm just not motivated, when I'm just laying in bed, when I'm not rapping, when I you know what I'm saying? Like, I rap maybe what, once every two weeks? Some shit like that. Like I might write three songs, but I might only rap, I might only record one of them in a week or two weeks, whatever the fuck it may be. You know what I'm saying? But it, again, it's because I remember what it once was and what it once felt like. So when I'm in, when I'm when I'm here now. And I don't have that passion. It's almost like I don't know myself. If I and and I know that sounds extreme to say, and I don't necessarily mean it, but it is kind of how I feel, though. You know, of like, well, who the fuck am I? Because here I am at twenty nine years old, and I've gotten to. I'm not even gonna say I've gotten to where I want to be, but. Like, I made it through the military. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made it through the military and this and that because I, like, you know what? I, like, I wasn't fucking with no weed. I wasn't. I think I smoked once. I think I smoked once when I was in the military. And and and, and when I had, and when I would have dreams about smoking weed when I was in the military, they won't dreams, my nigga. Them bitches was nightmares. Them shits was nightmares. There was a couple times I woke up and it took me like a good few seconds to like realize, bro, you're cool. If you piss today, you don't if you if they hit you up for for a piss test, you're good. Like relax, my nigga. But again, cuz I knew what was on the line, I knew where I was trying to get to. I knew where I was trying to get and I'm like I can't let nothing fuck this up. So, and it's like now that I'm here, ever since I've gotten out to LA, ever since I've gotten out to LA, 
I have really been trying to figure it out, man. And I don't even mean, I don't even mean figure out the process of life or how to get on, how to get popping and all. Nigga, I'm talking about me. I have been trying to figure this shit out. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck do I want to be? Now, this is the thing about the rap shit. Maybe in 2010, 2011, or all this time prior, now I'm not even going to say I'm just going to start from the start because that's just what kicked it all off. Just the idea. Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be, or what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, that idea, that passion, that that blessing, that blessing for passion was only meant for that time just to get me out of, just to get me out of my comfort zone of being home, you know? And me, and the thought of me leaving Roanoke prior to, me leaving Roanoke, I don't even know if it was a comfort thing or me thinking about, like, I don't want to, you know, I just just thought that's what I was going to do because that's all I know, honestly. You know, like, all right, well, I'm in Roanoke. How ain't nobody, I ain't never seen nobody pop off from rapping or anything like that, you know. Nobody in Roanoke seems extravagant. Nobody from Roanoke seems extraordinary. That's not to say that there isn't anybody in Roanoke that's extravagant or doing extraordinary things, especially today. But back then, I I I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see it, so I'm like, well, I, all I know is Yokohama. I, that's that's all I know is Yokohama, you know? I think I go back and forth. I think I go back and forth a lot on just wondering if... If that... If how I felt back then was only supposed to be for that moment. Or have I lost passion and faith in that dream? Because I am scared, unsure. Again, like I spoke on earlier. This shit can get dangerous. 
shit can get dangerous. And that's not even, the, that's just one. That's not even the main fuck all. That's really whatever, honestly. Uh, that's a, that's honestly a small piece of the pie uh, for a factor. But still, you know what I'm saying? It's still there. I'm not even the flashy type. You know what I'm saying? This and that type of shit. But I think about like my brother, though, you know. And I almost don't even want to say it, put it out there, you know. But I think about my brother. Like, this nigga lit a flex. That's all he wanted to do is flex. That's all he wanted to do is get on. Get on and flex. Whether it's rapping, whether it's from his, you know, his clothing and this and that. His, his marijuana brand. Like, my nigga want to get on, be able to buy his mama a house, retire her and shit, and then just flex on niggas till the day he die. That's motherfucking Bentley Blake. But sometimes when I think about how my nigga is and because I know that my nigga will get on in some form or fashion, I know my brother is going to be like the millionaire of the family and shit like that. He just, he he won't and he got it, you know? Uh, But yeah, sometimes I think like, shit, man, like, you know, sometimes I want to tell my brother sometimes like, shit, you know, like, chill out. When it happens, just be cool. Be cool, you know? Uh, but anyways, yeah, you know, I think about that sometimes of like, why is it really that I don't feel the way I used to feel, you know? Why is that? What what really is it because it's, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing? Is there something else that I'm supposed to be, that I'm supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I feel like it's natural, honestly. I feel like it's natural for, you know, things to come in and phase out and blase, blase. Because I love it. I still love rapping. Like, it's fun. I still like to do it a lot. You know? uh, Not that I like to do it a lot, but I like it. I like it a lot. Like, I enjoy rapping and writing and this and that. But I enjoy doing it when I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? But the 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 pressure of trying to be a professional that is what I lost. The drive to you know what I'm saying? To really be on. So yeah, you know, uh, I, I, and again, y'all know me, y'all know, y'all know, I love talking in circles. So yeah, yeah, that, that's a, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, uh, it's just wild. Again, it, it, long story short, you know, it's wild to think. It's very wild to think just my experiences and. You know, just this journey over the past 10 years solely off the idea that one day I was just like, you know what, nigga? I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a rapper. Like, like Like, I can remember being in the kitchen and my pops giving me the same fucking cliche talk that probably fucking 99.9% of parents, you know, be giving their, their, their child when they say something. That's just a. I'm not even gonna say outlandish. Just on that ve- on 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 that level of reaching for it. You know what I'm saying? B- 
being an being a rapper, being an actor, or whatever the fucking you know. I remember him saying, "It's one in a million." You know what I'm saying? Like it's one in a million. And I was like, "Yeah, but fuck all that." You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that for real. Damn, I got sixteen sixteen percent left. I spent I spent too much time on that one. Actually, I spent too much time on the front end because I'm at almost fifty minutes, and I ain't even got to the other part. Well, that can be short too. That can be short because that because again, like I was about to say earlier, it's kind of funny how, like I said, how I have these three topics or whatever. But when I read them, they all kind of it really could just be one topic, honestly. But I would just be bouncing around back and forth a lot, which I'm still kind of doing right now. Oh, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it it's, <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, so on to the next topic, uh, which still kind of has something to do with this. And it's crazy because what I just talked about, I just wrote this down today. Uh, but obviously the, the Rick Ross, uh, not the Rick Ross, but you know, the dying and that, that was like last week. And what I'm about to talk about right now, I wrote this down like two weeks ago. I was supposed to have been recorded this shit. Actually, I was supposed to record this last week. Um, I don't think we give people the credit for stepping away from shit, though. You know? Because this is also one thing of why I wonder or what it makes me think about what I'm supposed to do, who I'm supposed to be, who I want to be. We don't give motherfuckers the credit for stepping away or just riding the wave gracefully. I bring this up because I seen maybe a couple weeks ago or whenever it was, I think it, it it was it was it was the dog face. Shout out the, the you know the Fleetwood Mac nigga. Uh, I think it was him and Snoop. I think it was him and Snoop. You know what I'm saying? And I've been seeing him on IG and all this and that. You know, with Wiz skating with Wiz and just kicking it with all these people. You know, and I seen somebody online say something about you know he'll be irrelevant by next year and this and that shit. You know. And I'm just looking at that, and I'm just like, man, like, fuck you. Like, fuck you for saying that. And not so much of, like, it's fuck you because it's like, what nigga's supposed to do, bro? Like, this nigga got popping because he be dancing in videos and shit. And then he got on the skateboard one day and and he just caught a fucking vibe and the shit went viral. And now he's getting opportunities. Now, what I will say is now, hopefully with these opportunities. He can capitalize and optimize them to set himself up moving forward in life. You know what I'm saying? To just continue to progress, however that may be. But as far as like just being relevant and I guess fame and this and that shit, it's like, bro, who's to say that what happened? That's just how it was supposed to happen. 
Like what? A, a TikTok star is really supposed to be for life? It's a TikTok star. Like, what kind of impact is he really supposed to have? What kind of longevity is he really supposed to have? You know? And then it makes me think about, again, rap. And then it all, and which makes me think about me also. Again, with being in LA and social media and all this and that shit, like, I can be. I can light up a room. I couldn't even tell you how I do it. And that's not even to say that's something that I do all the time. That's not even something to say that I do it on purpose. But sometimes I can notice when I'm the vibe of the room. Or someone or people have told me, you your personality just, you know, it just connects. Whatever the fucking case may be. I say all that to say, yes, do I think that the lifestyle of a rapper is something I could do? Yeah, it is. Because from the moment that I heard fucking... Currency and Wiz Khalifa on car service, I knew that if there was a career path that I would like to take or I would like to have as a rapper, it would be Currency. And then he confirmed it when he said, nah. Bro, Ben said, this is what I'm trying to do. This is where I'm trying to be, as in Wiz. I'm trying to be at the, I'm trying to touch the stars, my nigga. And Currency was like, nah. I always knew that that wasn't really where I was trying to be. Again, J. Cole. Ever since I seen J. Cole, one of again, one of the small things of wanting to be there. It's funny because there's 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 a lot of small things that used to motivate me of why I wanted to be a rapper. It wasn't really the big shit. God. Let me sidetrack one more time. Just a quick reason. Just a quick. To go back to experiences, I think one thing that kind of killed my drive of wanting to be a rapper was all those trips to the Philippines. I felt what it was like. I felt what it was like. I had money in my pocket. Eat what I want to eat. Drink what I want to drink. Be in the VIP. Fucking 20 bitches a week. Just wilding. Wilding. Go to sleep at fucking 3 and 4. Maybe even 7 o'clock in the morning. Be back up before noon, if not 10. Get some breakfast, kick it, whatever the case. All right, where are we going? It's 2 o'clock. It's happy hour somewhere on the half. So, that would have been, a, that was a big underlying motivation of wanting to ball out being a rapper. Here's other things, small things. I always wanted to be able to get on a fucking interview and say how 
and show love to Harlem. My first favorite rapper, Jewels, Dipset, fucking Max B. Then I fucking stumble across Smoke Dizza, and he was the nigga. I that's actually who I give credit to of when. After so much practice and rapping and rapping and rapping and studying rapping and studying these different artists and this and that, when I first started doing, when I first started rapping, he was the artist that when I heard him, he was like the missing link. He was like the missing link to putting the style together, to putting Jack Canes together. The style of Jack Canes in 2012 and shit, when I dropped motherfucking Learning the Hard Way, like he was the missing link. To put my shit together. And I always just wanted to like get on a motherfucking, you know, uh, uh, fucking interview and be like, yeah, you know, I owe a lot of my fucking whatever. Just like I, I owe knowing how to rap to Smoke Dizza. Now, does he deserve all the credit? No, but I was going to give him all the credit. I, w- I made it up in my mind. Hey, I'm going to give it to Smoke Dizza. I'm going to be a huge fucking artist. And I'm gonna give my and I'm gonna give the credit to Smoke Dizza. Back to J. Cole. I wanted to be a huge fucking rapper. And imagine performing in front of fucking a hundred, two hundred, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people in ball shorts, a t-shirt. And some vans or something like that. Like just on some just on some so regular ass shit. Like that that was a that was a thing for me. I wanted to be a regular ass rapper. I wanted to be a rapper, but I just wanted to be regular as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it makes me damn, I got 10% left. And I'm pushing an hour. Fuck. Oh, uh, and I feel like I could go another fucking 15 or 20. Mm. Anyways, back to not giving people the credit of stepping away. Or just, again, riding the wave out gracefully, whether it's a fucking 10-year wave or it's just a short little tidal wave. You know what I'm saying? That lasts for a year, two years, however. You know what I'm saying? But really giving the credit to the people that step away because, again, I say all that to say with J. Cole and this and that, yeah, I could be a rapper because that's how I, I would be. I would be like J. Cole. I would be like Kendrick. I would be like the nigga. I would be like the rappers that's out the way. I fuck with being on, I fuck with being on social media and all this and that shit and whatever the case. But as a public figure, I don't know. I don't know if I would really like that life. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever comes with it. Because when I think about fame, when I think about celebrity, it's the money that makes it worth it. It's the money that makes it worth it. Because let's be honest, most niggas are just entertainers. Most niggas are just entertainers. Even the greats. Kanye. Drake. Like, what them niggas, what are them niggas really 
saying within the music? You know, what are niggas really saying and doing that, you know, is so profound that without, without, if there was no celebrity and fame attached to being the artist, how many artists would be artists? How many rappers would be rappers? How many actors would be actors? You know what I'm saying? Like how, and that, and that's not, now, that's, okay, that's almost two-sided. That could be the motivation also of why you want to be those, why you want to be those people, rappers, artists, video directors, whatever the fucking case may be, actors, like, because there is celebrity and fame and fortune that comes with it. That might be the motivation to get into it. That also might be the same motivation of why you stay in it. But more so on a level of like, this shit actually kind of sucks. This shit actually isn't what I thought it would be. Like the fame sucks. The celebrity sucks. Yeah, it has its perks, but yeah, it sucks a little bit that everybody can just be on your head, on your ass. You know what I'm saying? For motherfucking whatever. Niggas trying to use you for clout. Looking up old YouTubes, just searching through shit, this and that. Shit probably trash, niggas in your business. You can't go out nowhere. I couldn't imagine me not being able to, like, just, you know, just go out and do some regular shit. And, I, you know, and I, I assume you get used to it after a while, but it's like, damn, you know? Like, what if you couldn't do that? What if you couldn't just go to the fucking grocery store? What if every time you went to go pump some gas, like, motherfuckers is running up on you, you know what I'm saying? No permission, just camera all in your face. Just, you know how disrespectful that shit is? And we all do it, but that shit hella disrespectful, hella fucking rude. Who want to deal with that? Imagine niggas doing that to you on the daily. But you ain't got no money, though. You still broke. You still just a regular ass motherfucker and motherfuckers just running up on you, doing silly and weird shit. It's the money that makes it worth it. It's the money that makes the fame and celebrity worth it. You know what I'm saying? But you love being an artist. You love being a rapper, this and that shit. But everybody don't like that shit. I feel like a lot of people, we think that they just fell off. Maybe they did fall off. Maybe they fell off by design. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, nah, I think it's very believable that a nigga can make it to the NFL and just be like, nah, I'm cool. After three or four seasons, he didn't got him some money. He didn't felt his body. Might have got kids. Nah, I'm trying to, I don't even want to risk it no more. I got my money. 
I can I I I've, I'm smart enough to keep. You know what I'm saying? I don't need it. I I don't need it right now. You know what I'm saying? Rappers, artists. Nah, this is too much, man. This is all. I think I I think I might have seen SZA say it. Maybe Ari Lennox say it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like last year or so. Like damn, like. I didn't realize being an artist was this much work. It's hard fucking work. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. The mental stress, the physical stress. Got to be up five, six, seven in the morning, four in the morning all the time. You know, if you're on the road doing press runs, you know what I'm saying? Performing. Got to go. You got to go put on the show. Your throat and shit probably hurting and all this and that, you know what I'm saying? Living out of hotels, it like, I can imagine. Yes, I, I. it's very believable for me that there's artists that get into it, and once they get into it, it's just like, nah, this ain't what I thought it was going to be at all. At all. So I'm cool. I'm going to step away. Because I think a lot of us think like, nah, if I was in that position... If I had that kind of money, that kind of, like, what, nigga? There ain't no way in hell. Like, that's what, that's the American dream. That's what we strive for. This is what, like, and I hear it for sure. But, nah, I think we should uh, give people a little more credit, you know, for, hey, just fucking doing what they want to do, you know? Uh, But anyways, all right, this has been a 65-minute podcast. I ain't going to necessarily say it's a whole lot longer than I wanted it to be. But it is because I know I was doing a whole lot of rambling and a whole lot of not necessarily talking in circles, but talking in circles. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to listening back to this podcast. I feel like I might. I, I hope that I like it because I, I'll be honest. Uh, when I was just kind of looking at the topics and shit like that before I, you know, before I started recording or whatever, I'm just like. I'm like, damn, I feel like I might really like this episode, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, if I, if I, if I execute it right, I feel like I might really like this episode. This is again, probably be a, a great episode if I had someone to, you know what guys, maybe that's something I might fucking do. I I feel like I need to add, I feel like I need a host, like a, a second host, you know, I really feel like I need a second host that I can just bounce shit you know so we can have conversation but uh let's see is there anything else that i want to fucking maybe talk about get everything see you know rapping over this past decade this and that uh the energy of rap this and that example daughters and uh, yeah yeah no that's anything stepping away professionally or understanding everything ain't supposed to last forever yeah that's relationships and whatever but uh, all right, guys. Yeah, that's about it. So what I will say is, before I get out of here, y'all already know, we got that banger coming up. And uh, this was one of my favorite. This is a song from an artist that I just mentioned. I'll let you think about it because uh, you probably got at least another 30 seconds before it plays. But um, I felt like, you know, that it was a pretty nice fitting song for for this episode, you know, especially when I'm talking about like, you know, what's 
trying to figure this shit out. What I'm really supposed to be doing out here in this world. Who I'm really supposed to be in this motherfucking world. Like, what's my purpose? You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I've always felt like I was supposed to be doing something with people. Or maybe I, or I, or I always, again, like I've always noticed that people, I like talking to people. Actually, I hate talking to people, but I love conversation. Y'all have heard me say that plenty of times. Oh, uh, so yeah, it, it it really made me, you know, think about. It kind of made me think about that, you know. Uh, again, just love. <sighs> <laughs> I kind of want to keep going. I kind of want to keep going. I ain't gonna lie, but I got three percent on my fucking laptop because I just thought about this, this fucking shit. This this chick hit me up on Hinge the other day, and we got to talking and blase blase, and then Shorty just hit me up and she just was like, "Yo, I said something," uh, because of how she was talking, how she was talking. First, it's just, again cultural differences. Like it's wild. When she was first talking, I was thinking she was just a regular black woman. I think she's Afro. She's uh, actually African. I'm not sure if she's actually from America. So what she was saying, I was thinking that she was. I was thinking what she was saying was just trying to. Okay, long story short, is I was really low key being a little combative but in a sly way but she kind of picked on it she kind of picked up to it i think actually i don't think she did oh but again it was funny because she was like you're in pain you're suffering i can tell you're suffering you're 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 this and that and i'm like well what the fuck she talking like well at first i'm like yeah actually you're right but why do you say that and then she named off like or I said, well, what makes you, I, you know, why do you say that? What do you think it's come from? And being that she named off like a list of shit, she didn't pinpoint anything. So that's why I was like, oh, see, I was going to, you know, I thought you, I thought you was ill. I thought you was that nigga for a quick second. Like, damn, bitch really just read me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but she was really just throwing shit out there. But she was still right, though. But then she kind of was like, I said something. Then she was like, oh, no, your pain is genetic. It, your your pain is genetic. It's deep. It's never going away. And she had the laughing emoji and shit. And I'm like, damn, bitch, you hateful. Like, you mean as fuck. But she was right. Nigga dealing with shit. Whole lot of shit. Whole lot of shit internally. One day I'll speak on it. It might be next week. I don't know. It might be next year. Or I could just take it to the grave. Who fucking knows? Nine times out of ten, I'm going to speak on it, though. Uh... But yeah, so anyways, without further ado, here goes Song of the Week. Complicated. Never you is complicated. Never you is complicated. 
Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Loving you is complicated. Place blame when you steal, place shame when you steal Feel like you ain't shit, feel like you don't feel Confidence in yourself, breaking no marble floors Watching anonymous strangers telling me that I'm yours But you ain't shit, I'm confused, tolerance, nothing special What can I blame you for? Nigga, I can name several Situation, I start with your little sister bacon A baby inside, just a teenager, where your patience? What was your antennas? What was the influence you speak of? You preached in front of 100,000 but never reached her I fucking tell you, fucking failure, you ain't no leader I never liked you, forever despise you I don't need you, the world don't need you, don't let them deceive you Numbers like too, fuck your pride too, that's for dedication Thought money would change you, made you more complacent Fucking hate you, I hope you embrace it I swear loving you is complicated 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 Loving you is complicated
that was Kendrick Lamar. You. From the uh, To Pimper Butterfly album, I hope in 2020 niggas can now look back and realize that if they dare even thought to talk out the side of their neck that that was not a great album, classic album. Then they're retards. <clears throat> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But not nah, for real. I remember when this. I remember when Pepper Butterfly dropped, and just seeing everybody just going in on it and shit. Like I remember the homie AJ. I was just like, yo, this shit had me hype. I'm like, yo, here we were literally just last week talking about how this is the golden child of rap and hip hop and this and that shit and blase blase, you know and. All of the setting, all of the motherfucking setting, niggas listen to Temperable Butterfly one goddamn time, and niggas just wrote my nigga K-Dot off. Like, he want that nigga. Like, bro, here we have been, when, when, when did when did Temperable Butterfly drop? Was it 2014 or was it 2015? Because I'm pretty sure What's the Name dropped, Good Kid dropped in 2012, so I, I would say to Pimper Butterfly dropped in, yeah, 2015. So here we have been damn near for the damn near for the past four, five years, like claiming this is the hardest nigga out. And then niggas give niggas get listen to the album one time and it was like, damn, y'all ain't even gonna give low-key the best rapper in the game the benefit of the doubt that all this shit might just be going over your head right quick. It literally, I, I, I said, nah, that shit had me hot. I literally waited two weeks. And it wasn't because I waited two weeks. It's because I played it. Two weeks. I played To Pimple Butterfly two weeks straight. Two weeks straight. Before I could even come to a conclusion of what I thought that album was. Then when I heard it, when I finally got to it, when I found, I think it was the song, uh, I think it was Mama, maybe. When, I, when it finally dawned on me of like, oh, this album is for Compton. This album is for nobody else outside of L.A. County, outside of Los Angeles, outside of South Central, outside of Compton. That's who this album, that's who this album is really fucking for. Great fucking album. Great album. And uh, yeah. And, and oh, anyways, and I, anyways, bring it out up to say, uh, like most people, my initial reaction listening to the album was, "Damn, what the fuck is this?" Like, I think this album is a straight up classic. And till this day, when I when I do listen to it, I start at this song, and this is track six. I might start at the song before this, which I think is "If These Walls Can Talk," but normally. Nope. I, I like that uh, this album is a fucking classic. But I know that the first five songs I'm kind of cool on. I'll just start at track six because on my first listen, this was the song that this I found when I heard this song, I was like, oh, God, thank God. Thank God. This is like this is a song that I know I'm going to come back to. I know I'm coming back to this song like that. And there's other songs, obviously, on the album that I felt the same way about. But. 
off that first listen, yes, it was very daunting that I didn't get that feeling until track six. It was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the? What is this? But uh, all right, guys, this is goddamn 80 minutes. I am tripping. I don't even understand. I don't even know. There's no way like niggas listen to this whole goddamn thing. There's no way people listen to this whole podcast. Uh, But if you do like subscribe. Matter of fact, just tell a friend for real, for real. Just tell a friend. Hey, I know this wild nigga named Jack. Real name Don. He go by Jack. You can go actually call him either one. Uh, he a wild ass motherfucker. He really be wilding when he be talking. Sometimes I fuck with it. Sometimes I don't. You give it a shot. Like, like, subscribe, share, comment. And I'm out this motherfucker. What oh, hold on. What, what's the closing again? Uh, if you was listening to this and you thought I was wilding, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I could see that for sure. But just know, I started off wondering. Young nigga was just wondering. All right, folks. Let me go smoke the cigarette. I'm out.